Welcome to the Weekly Wrap podcast by the National Farmers Federation. Here's this week's update. Hello, everybody. Um, My name's Loretta Wallace and I'm the General Manager of Media and Communications at the National Farmers Federation and I'm really pleased to be the host of what is our second uh, weekly wrap podcast, a new initiative that the NFS kicked off in 2022. And um, I'm really delighted to have with us as a special guest, um, the CEO of the Victorian Farmers Federation, Jane Lovell. Hello, Jane. Hey, Loretta, how are you? I'm great. um, And how are you? Yeah, I'm a bit, bit exhausted. We'll be talking about why I'm so tired later on. Yeah, looking forward to that. Now, Jane's a um, the a member of the VFF's all-female um, leadership team, which is um, really wonderful and I think unprecedented for a state farming organisation. So um, fantastic things going on down there in Victoria. And we've actually invited Jane on to talk to us about the VFF's absolutely enormous effort in getting um, 56,000 rapid antigen tests out to farmers and critical supply chain workers across the state over the weekend and during this week. Um, So, Jane, very much looking forward to hearing about that. Um, But before we do get into that, we're going to just talk about the other big issues that have been happening in agriculture this week. Um, Great, fantastic news out of Western Australia with um, a major project given the green light for the processing of urea in the state's Midwest up near Geraldton. So a company called Strike Energy will be processing urea um, very, very soon, creating about uh, 1,100 jobs in the establishment of the plant and about 300 going forward. But really, really importantly, it gives um, certainty, a part, make, creates a pathway of certainty for critical inputs for farmers because, of course, Jane, you would have known um, during the COVID problem, um, farmers, although they were facing a really bumper crop, great cropping conditions, they were um, hampered with some uncertainty about whether they were going to be able to get their hands on fertiliser. And that's because we actually um, import 90% of the urea um, that we use in this country, which is, I think, would come as a surprise to many Australians, Jane. Yeah, absolutely. And it's an issue that um, we actually held a webinar on earlier in the year. So we were really concerned about a lot of the supply chain disruptions. So it's fantastic news that we've got a solution or at least a solution looming for one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Because we saw that um, not only fertiliser, it was late last year, we had uncertainty around the supply of AdBlue, which is a critical additive for diesel and um, AdBlue is a derivative of urea. So, you know, it was a really worrying time. Um, And the NFF, um, with our members like the VFF, will be... um, really rattling the can with the budget and also this um, federal election to say that what can we do as a nation to bolster our um, domestic capability to manufacture critical inputs and yeah agree this is a really great step forward and it comes on the back actually of an Incitec pivot partnership with the government um, to do the same thing to process urea here so um, to manufacture urea so really fantastic news there. Um, secondly, um, over the weekend, we saw Agriculture Minister David Littleproud um, get out and about as we're seeing a little bit more overseas um, travel happening for um, our politicians in particular. Um, Minister Littleproud was in Indonesia uh, meeting with his Indonesian counterpart there and they actually signed an, a memorandum of understanding on agricultural cooperation. So 
what that lingo really means is just an intention um, to expand what's already really um, valuable um, trade from Australia to Indonesia of agricultural goods. So um, many of you would know, many of our viewers and listeners would know that um, Indonesia is in fact our biggest market for wheat, our biggest market for live cattle and actually our fifth biggest market for beef. So um, and of course, we it's that proximity to Australia makes it a um, very, very valuable market. Um, the other uh, uh, piece of news this week that we need to communicate is that the Fair Work Commission have actually put in place um, a date for those changes um, that they made last year to peace work rates. So from uh, the 28th of April, there'll be a floor on peace work rates, and that's um, going to require um, a lot of fruit and vegetable growers and other horticultural growers to make some changes to how they operate their workforce. So uh, we're really encouraging growers to um, get their head around those changes now. Um, there will be some complexity to them and to seek um, help if they need to. So their accountant or other professional services and also the Fair Work um, Ombudsman can be, as help, can be of help as well. Um, another really exciting um, uh, snippet of news or, or um, farmer alert is that Grain Girls Limited are out for the second year in a row um, with their onboard pro program. So that's um, a program they've established after looking around at um, their population of grain growers and thought there's lots of leaders out there, lots of people who want to get involved and be part of the bigger picture of the grains industry, but they just needed some, some more off-farm skills, so some confidence in leadership, some insights into governance and how to, you know, um, fulfil your responsibilities as a director. And so um, that onboard project is aimed at giving um, growers all those types of skills. They're calling it hard and soft skills. Jane, so I'm thinking the hard skills are like knowing your way around a balance sheet and accounting and, and those soft skills might be about um, uh, conflict resolution and, and um, uh, decision making. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's something that, I mean, all industries are looking at improving and increasing um, leadership and the number of people that participate in leadership. So anything that can help upskill people to give them, as you said, the confidence to participate, I think is really important. And one of the things that we think here at the VFF is really important in that leadership space is definitely the skills, but it's also about getting that culture right. So it's those softer skills um, and, and creating an environment where, where it's inclusive and people are really happy to participate. So um, I would encourage people to, to jump on board. Yeah, absolutely. So would I. So, and the program really, really um, fantastically involves um, funding to do the AICD course, which is actually really, um, you know, a ticket to entry into lots of these um, positions. So, but um, I encourage people to apply. They don't have long. So applications close on the 7th of April, which I think is Monday. So um, look for more information on that, graingrowers.com.au um, is where you'll find it. But now, into my, in my view, the absolute biggest uh, story in agriculture this week, and that is the enormous effort by VFF and the, the foresight, I have to say, Jane, to get these rat tests out to farmers and critical workers because you recognise the need to keep that, those supply chains going. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah, oh, look, I, I'm, I'm actually very, very excited about what we've achieved, um, but I can't uh, let it go past that it, this was actually an amazing collaborative effort with Food and Fibre Gippsland and Fruit Growers Victoria as well. So, look, in a nutshell, the sort of key statistics are uh, about two weeks ago, 
um, we got together and said, look, there is a, a massive shortage. We've been asking government. We couldn't find a source of, of rats. We've been, you know, raising it um, nationally as well. And um, so between the three of us, we decided um, to see if we could find out what the demand was from all of our members uh, and the industry more broadly, as you've pointed out, and then to see if we could source um, the rats. So within 24 hours of us deciding to push the go button on it, we had orders for 56,000 rapid antigen tests um, from across Victoria. And uh, we'd found a supplier. Um, and so we set the wheels in motion. Um, we had, maybe I was a little bit overly optimistic. Uh, we thought we could do it all in a week. Um, we hit some interesting curveballs, which I'm sure um, talking about supply chain disruption, we, we definitely hit some of that. Um, and it took us an extra week to actually get the rats um, down and into Victoria. Um, and so really basically two weeks and one day after we had the idea, we had um, about six different um, vans and groups of people driving out across Victoria delivering, the, delivering these 56,000 rapid antigen tests. We called it the rat race. And um, the team behind it, we called the Rat Pack. Um, so everybody had said what they wanted and we'd issued invoices and they paid and uh, we you know, divvied up the loads and we had vans and people and stuff going everywhere. Uh, and in basically a day, we delivered, uh, we delivered those rapid antigen tests to 24 different towns across um, Victoria. We did some the next day out of the office here in Melbourne. Um, so we probably have to, to be honest and say it took us two days and we're still posting a few out, but it was, it was a monumental effort. It was um, a fantastic collaboration and I'm just so proud of my team and the broader team um, of uh, Food and Fibre Gippsland and Fruit Guys Victoria for being able to get together as a virtual group that had never met um, and actually pull this off. So yeah, it was fantastic. That's fantastic. I just love that it's um, taking things into your own hands. So, you know, we've all been touched by the um, the limited number of rats, but we've, I think to a degree we felt powerless. And I, that's what I love about um, this collaboration, that you've just gone, well, bugger it, we're going to find out um, how we can, you know, contact a, a supplier of rats and get them direct to our people. So, um, what was what was the reaction of people on the ground when you were able to get these rats out? Because they probably thought too it was sort of a hopeless situation. Yeah, look, I think there was an enormous amount of relief, um, a lot of happy faces. And you're right, it's been sort of, particularly here in Victoria, it's been two years of sort of hard graft, really, um, with lockdowns. And, you know, now we have um, the opportunity to actually get out and uh, socialise a bit more. Um, and particularly from a workforce point of view, you know, the, the new rules that allow, um, so furloughing that allow people to actually go to work um, if a household member um, has um, COVID, as long as they can access a rapid antigen test and get a negative every day for five days, they can still go to work. So that was a great um, opportunity, but without the rapid antigen tests, you couldn't use that. It was like a scene in Get Smart where the door, you know, all those doors slammed. Um, so you got through one, but another door slammed in your face. And so for us to actually be able to take out those rapid antigen tests and take, give that relief to our members and the supply chain across Victoria that they've now got a tool that if they find themselves in that position um, with many people in a household, one with COVID, the others can still go to work is enormous because we, we still have these huge labour issues. So, yeah, I think it was that grasping of, you know, of, of something that positive that we could do that was so well received um, by dairy, by, you know, livestock, shearers, 
um, horticulture, everybody was really happy to see the rats and the media came out in droves. So that was also wonderful. Yeah, hugely positive media that I've seen, Jane. And a great opportunity for um, the BFF team to get out and about and um, see their members. Yeah, so, and on that front too, you know, we ha we actually haven't been able to spend a whole lot of time together because our office has been shut so much. So it was a real test for a, for a quite new team. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm nearly a year in the job um, for us to actually do that really quite stressful, um, yeah. short lead time, work together, and um, the, the camaraderie that it created is, is, was just amazing. Like, the vibe is awesome, if I'm allowed to say it, you know, yep. as that. The vibe is awesome. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely allowed to say it, and that's great. I think there are some um, some good things to come out of these strange times that we find ourselves in, and that's it's great that BFF's been able to do that. Well, um, Thanks very much for joining us, Jane, today on Weekly Wrap. And that, that's pretty much all we have for everyone this Friday. A just really important reminder, and this is something um, Jane, the VFF, are, are right in beside the NFF with too, is Ag Career Start. So mm -hmm. um, uh, applications for Ag Career Start, which is essentially a gap year, a farm gap year for Australians under 25, close on the 6th of this month, 6th of February, so that's Sunday, um, really encourage young Australians to get their applications in. And also farmers, we're looking for host farms, aren't we, Jane, to, um, yeah. to step up and take those young Aussies on. So we've managed to round up a couple, um, and we're hopeful we'll get a few more. So I think it's a great initiative. Again, yeah. it goes to the heart of the skills that we need in this sector and demonstrating that agriculture is an awesome place to have a career. It absolutely is. And my um, the, the Ag Career Start team is telling me that there are quite a lot of applications in already, but it's never too late. So <laughs> um, how to go about that is Ag Career Start, um, put it into Google and it'll you'll find it, um, you'll find all the details that you need right there. So thanks, Jane. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll be back next Friday with Weekly Wrap. Thank you. See you. Thank you for listening to this weekly wrap-up from the National Farmers Federation. For more information about the NFF, visit nff.org.au. Otherwise, stay tuned until next week for the next instalment.